Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's November the 8th and on this day in Christian history we go back to the year 2007. And we travel to Basingstoke in the south of England where the British Anglican priest and social activist Edward Chad Rara died. In 1953 he founded the Samaritans, the world's first crisis hotline to provide telephone support for those who were contemplating suicide. Vara was born in Lincolnshire. His father, Canon William Edward Vara, was a strict tractarian, linked to the Oxford movement, who produced newsletters called the Tracts for the Times between 1833 and 1841. A group of high church theologians who were interested in exploring the Catholic roots of the Anglican Church, people such as John Keeble, John Henry Newman, see the podcast of June the 16th, and Edward Pusey. The Ferrari provoked by Newman's Tract 90 on the 39 Articles ended the series, and his reception to the Roman Catholic Church closed the early Tractarian phase of the Oxford movement. However, their influence remained strong in the Anglican Church for the rest of the century. Canon William Vara named his oldest son after St. Chad, who, according to Bede the Venerable, see the podcast of September the 24th, had founded a 7th century monastery at Barrow. Chad was initially reluctant to follow his father's vocation, but his godfather persuaded him to study at Lincoln Theological College, where he was taught by the Reverend Michael Ramsey, who would later become the Archbishop of Canterbury. Chadvara was ordained in 1935, and his first task in the parish of St Giles in Lincoln was to take the funeral in unconsecrated ground of a 13-year-old girl who had committed suicide. She had started bleeding between her legs and had thought that she had a shameful disease and been unable to speak to anybody about it. After the mourners had gone, Vara looked into the open grave. Little girl, he said, I never knew you, but you have changed my life. I promise you that I will teach children what they need to know about sex even if I get called a dirty old man. After the war, the family moved to St John with St Paul in Clapham Junction in London, where a church warden told them that nothing must change. Everything must change, said Vara, or the church will die. And while at Clapham Junction, Vara found that a growing number of men and women were coming to talk to him about their sexual problems mainly because he was famous because of the articles he wrote in magazines such as Picture Post. One article brought more than 200 contacts, and to his astonishment, his records showed that 13% of those who came to see him were seriously suicidal, but none of them wanted to be referred elsewhere. He discovered that he could help. But how could he get in touch with those tempted to kill themselves? Someone in an emergency usually reaches for the telephone, 
but there was no number to dial for this sort of crisis. So in 1953, the grocer's company offered him a benefice of St. Stephen Walbrook behind the mansion house. He accepted. This splendid building by Christopher Wren had been completely restored, but there was no congregation. And this suited Vara, and within three months, 50 volunteers were taking calls on the church number, Man 9000. Chad told them that he would train them to be befrienders, and thus Samaritans, the organisation, had begun. Those visitors or callers who needed more specialist help would be referred to doctors or psychiatrists, and the Samaritans remained there for the next 33 years using the crypt and the annexes. Today, there are nearly 17,000 volunteers in the British Isles and over 31,000 in 40 other countries. And the impact of the organisation is impressive. Suicides in England and Wales were reduced by one third between 1964 and 1977 as they offered a listening and a non-judgmental way to support people. In Vara's words, it is deliberately beautifully aimless. Chad Vara's autobiography, Before I Die Again, published in 1992, describes the ups and downs of the early days of the Samaritans. In a classic case of founder syndrome, where the charismatic founder becomes alienated from the charity or organisation he or she has inspired as it grows and becomes institutionalised, as the Samaritans grew, relations became troubled between the organisation and its founder, who felt that many committee members enjoyed their power too much and said so forcibly. He also disagreed strongly with some policies that were adopted after he was persuaded to give up the chairmanship. And matters deteriorated in the 1990s, and on one occasion he was not allowed to speak at a gathering. But in September 2002, after some resignations, he was invited to give a lecture at the annual conference in York, and a thousand Samaritans gave him a standing ovation. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the Professor of Russian who translated the apocryphal book of Enoch, where much of the legend around Satan is derived. As we're coming to the end of our year of podcasts, it's unlikely that next year we'll be able to keep up producing a daily podcast, unless funding allows it. If you wish to support us or can suggest themes for a series of podcasts for next year, please email us on pogppod at gmail.com. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music and have a lovely day wherever you are. Thanks for listening.